Children are keen observers of their environments. Have you ever delighted when they share a discovery? Or maybe on the flip side, you've been embarrassed when they point something out in public about a person's race, their clothing, or their body? What if I were to tell you that we have a tool you could use that you could see as a form of activism? I'm Megan Iskander. And I'm Kate Mulliken. And this is Raising Reciprocity, where we believe raising children is a form of activism. So we're so happy that you're joining us today. We have started this podcast as a way to share tools with you that we have learned through our experience working with young children and through professional development that we get um, as part of our work. We know that most parents don't have the opportunity to, you know, go to a lot of classes about child development or how to talk to children about certain things like race or biases or sexuality and all of these things that can be really challenging to know how to best navigate them. So we wanted to create this podcast just to share with you some of the things that we've been learning on our journey. We are not experts, but we do spend a lot of time listening and learning and we're open to being vulnerable and just admitting like we don't know always the right thing to do, but we're trying our best to raise children that are going to create a world that is more harmonious and equitable and, you know, hopefully a world of peace, which was part of Maria Montessori's mission. And that is our work is we run the Montessori House of St. John's, which is a small Montessori community that serves toddlers and preschoolers and kindergartners in the St. John's neighborhood of Portland, Oregon. So um, over the last couple of years, It's just been so many things always coming at us, whether it's about like the racial tensions or the environment or technology. I mean, so many things need to be addressed in the world. And it can feel so overwhelming to know where to spend your energy because there's not that much of it. And especially if you're raising small children and working and then all of the other dynamics you have in your life, it's just really easy to feel overwhelmed and hopeless. And that is when we really turn into our work with children. And we feel like if you are being an intentional parent or caregiver, then that is all the activism that you really need to do. That's like the best way to influence the changes that we want to see in the world. So when we say that we see parenting and raising children as a form of activism, that's what we're talking about. Like we we would love to be like marching for the environment and, you know, for the racial injustices and all of these things. There's so many issues and it's just so hard to decide where to spend your time. And so we really feel like this is where we can spend our time. If we're really feeling comfortable and confident in working with our children to opening their minds and changing the way that we see the world, um, that's where the hope lies. So we appreciate you being here. We every podcast episode where our goal is to like give you just a simple tip or strategy to put in your tool belt to try out as you're raising your children so that we can start working towards this better vision of the world that we see. So today's episode will be focused on a strategy called Isn't It Wonderful? So we all have a culture the culture of our childhood homes, 
the one that exists within our home right now, in our neighborhoods, and then you can keep putting that focus outward in our city, in our state, in our nation, within our race, uh, within our spiritual practices, right? Th those cultures are there whether we've examined them or not. And at the Montessori House of St. John's, we certainly pause as a staff to examine the culture that exists within our school. And we take moments to, um, especially at the start of a school year, to explain a bit about those elements that exist to our the parents within our community. And something we want to explore with the Isn't It Wonderful tool we're about to discuss is that cultures are very much stereotyped and if we set an intention as the adult in a child's life to have a growing awareness of those stereotypes, being, um, being aware of them and how they impact our biases and then therefore our behaviors, that growing awareness then helps support decisions we would make as we parent. And if our goals are to foster the child's curiosity and to be um, a citizen of the world, then paying attention to how those stereotypes influence our behaviors is a critical step. If we want to work on exploring our cultures with our children, part of the outcomes we're looking to achieve would be that there's a sense of pride for your child in their own culture and that there's a belonging that comes from that. And that belonging can be very grounding. And when we're grounded, we're more open to being curious and learning about other cultures. That way we can approach them from a place of joy and beauty in the world versus a place of fear where we constrict and uh, maybe feel overly protective of our own culture, whether we've identified that or not. Um, so let's talk then about this strategy. Isn't it wonderful? I want to share that we learned it at a training um, through an organization called Crossroads Anti-Racism Organizing and Training out of Illinois, and a trainer named Joanne Mundy shared it. Megan, why don't you share how we use it? Okay, so your child is brain is developing and their part of their work is to identify similarities and differences. And so it's very common for a child to notice something and just say it out loud, like, oh, look at how fat that person is. Or why is that person not walking? You know, maybe they're in a wheelchair or something like that. They're just making an observation about their world. Um, and so what has happened is because it's been like kind of socially unacceptable is parents are embarrassed and then they like shush their child and they're like, oh, shh, you know, and like try to move along as quickly as possible. And that's inadvertently giving a message to the child that something is wrong with being different. And so the isn't it wonderful is an opportunity. So if your child says something or makes an observation about, you know, like say they see chopsticks for the first time, and they're like, what is that? That's so weird. So instead of putting that kind of uh, mindset around it being weird or different or scary, we would say, isn't that wonderful? There's so many ways that we can eat our food. That's so cool that they can pick up rice with these two sticks. We should try that sometime. 
Or if someone, you know, if they did say, oh, look at that person, they're so fat, you know, then you could just say, oh, isn't it wonderful that we all have different body types? And you're also giving the person who might be an earshot of your child calling out whatever they're observing to say something. Maybe they want to address it and be like, oh, yeah, I, I don't know, whatever it is, whether it's like a transgender person. I've had, you know, my son said something once to a person that was transitioning and they were really cool about it. And they were like appreciated the opportunity to talk to him instead of me being like, oh, no, don't say that. We don't talk about that and like rush him away. So isn't it wonderful? Just gives us an opportunity to buy some time, like maybe give the opportunity for the person that's been observed to say something. And if they don't want to, that's fine too. You can just keep it true and brief. Isn't it wonderful that we all have different ways that we can move? Things like that. Do you have other examples of when we could use that, Kate? Um, I was thinking about clothing. And um, when one of my children noticed a person in a hijab. And, um, and so it was interesting to be able to say, you know, oh, isn't that wonderful? People have all sorts of ways of expressing themselves. And the woman who was wearing it just kind of gave a, you know, a friendly gesture, smile, wink, and on we went. Um, and it was a non-issue. And I certainly felt really grateful for the moment to pause um, by having that phrase and then realize, oh, yeah, this is how this is something I could say in this moment. Yeah. And I, I love the effectiveness of it that that chance to kind of gather my thoughts by having a quick response at the at the go. Um, and yeah, I, I also love that opportunity that it could engage the other person. And I it, it that aligns with one of my values that I would like to pass on to my children is that the world is out there to be explored. And we can do that um, in a way that's open and without fear of strangers. Yeah. Or things that are different than ourselves, which is a part of our brain development is creating biases are actually meant to protect us, but it's a little overboard. So we have to undo some of that, those biases that are put into our brains through our own development when we're growing up, through our family culture, through our neighborhood culture, all of these things influence our biases. And so as we can acknowledge, oh, that's a bias, like, oh, that person's name is different. Instead of being like, that's such a weird name. These kinds of things, these like little statements that we can say make a huge difference in the child's development of their own biases. So the more that we can say, I mean, they're going to develop biases whether we are having direct conversations with them about it or not. That's just part of what we do in our brains to protect ourselves. So the more that we can put that lens of like, isn't it wonderful, rather than isn't that weird or strange, it really will make a big impact to them having an open mind and being interested and willing to learn about other cultures and other things that are different than them rather than feeling fear or feeling like they need to like put themselves in a position of feeling like they're better than or othering the other group. So that is our tip for today is, isn't it wonderful? We hope that you're able to use it and um, please let us know if you do. And you can find us on social media. We're at Raising Reciprocity at bo on both Instagram and Facebook. 
and you can subscribe and then you'll be notified of when we have a new tip for you. Yeah, jump on there and share your stories about using Isn't It Wonderful or however you modify that that phrase that fits for you. Yes. Okay. Thanks, folks. Thank you. See you next time. It's time for you to hit the subscribe button, and we want to thank you for listening. See you, fan.